Bible students, you're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and just me, Brother Lawson. Brother Wing is a little bit sick today, or he's got a hangnail or something like that, but it's just going to be me today, and so you can just probably stop listening now. It's not going to be nearly as good, but we'll try to we'll try to uh, push along anyway. In the book of Revelation, can you imagine Brother Wing leaving me alone in the book of Revelation? Good heavens, that's a that's a dangerous thing to do. But in Revelation 14 is what we're going to look at today. We are going to uh, focus in on just a couple of verses in Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. Now, before we read verses 6 and 7, I got a quiz question for you. All right. How many temples can you name that have a statue of the angel Moroni on top? All right, just push pause right now. See how many you can name. That's a fun little activity. All right, so have you ever wondered why Moroni's on top of the temple? Have you ever wondered what, like, what's he doing with that trumpet on top of the temple? Well, in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, we are going to see Moroni. Moroni is the angel that John sees uh, in, or we assume that he's the angel that John sees. We'll have to ask John to make sure, but... But nevertheless, the the statue on top of of many of the temples, I wonder how many you've named. I I thought of, I mean, they haven't put a Moroni on a temple for a little while, but but we certainly have lots of temples with with the angel Moroni on top. But uh, you can see clearly as we read Revelation 14, 6, and 7, why uh, we can assume that John saw the angel Moroni. So here's what John says uh, as part of the revelation. He said, I saw another angel fly. And it might be interesting for you to know that when the Nauvoo temple was built, the angel Moroni was not standing straight up and blowing a trumpet like he is on most of the, like on all the temples that he's on today, but he was actually flying. It was, he was perpendicular uh, and it looked like, you know, it was like a weather vane type thing. And it looked like he was, was flying through the air. So John says, I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. You see in Moroni here, remember, who was it that buried the the, the Book of Mormon? Right, so um, when his message is in verse 7, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and sea and the fountains of waters. So, uh, when Moroni buried the plates, that was a partial fulfillment, but there's another super important event, even maybe more important than burying the plates that Moroni was a part of. And that event was his appearance to Joseph Smith in, uh, in his bedroom in, um, in upstate New York there in Palmyra. He appeared to Joseph Smith three times at, in, during the night and, and once during the day. You might be wondering, like, was he? What's he doing? Appearing so many times, and he says the same message every single time. He adds a little bit each time, but but why did he appear in the first place? And I love the message here. Speaking of Moroni declaring the everlasting gospel, the first person in this dispensation that he got to declare the everlasting gospel to was Joseph Smith. Uh, well, why did he do that? Listen to this in verse twenty nine. Uh, I guess I should say, I guess we should start first in verse 28 when of Joseph, I'm sorry, in Joseph Smith history, 
I don't think I said that. Joseph Smith history, verse 28. Joseph Smith says something interesting that might surprise you. He said uh, he was talking about, you know, he'd had this vision where he saw God and Jesus Christ. And, you know, this is a pretty big deal. And God and Jesus told him some things that he needed to do. Imagine what your life needed to be like or what you supposed your life would need to be like after you have a visitation like that. Well, and imagine what it would be like if you didn't feel like you were measuring up in your life to that awesome experience that you had. Joseph said this. He said, I was left to all kinds of temptations and mingling with all kinds of societies. I frequently fell into many foolish errors and displayed the weaknesses of youth and the foibles, like that word, of human nature, which I'm sorry to say led me into diverse temptations, offensive in the sight of God. So he's feeling pretty guilty and pretty bad about this. He said, um, in making this confession, no one needs suppose me guilty of any great or malignant sins. A disposition to commit such was never in my nature, but I was guilty of levity and sometimes associated with jovial company, etc., not consistent with the character which ought to be maintained by one who was called of God as I have been. And so in consequence of these things, he said, I knelt down and I prayed and I asked for, he was asking for forgiveness. And in the process of, of praying for forgiveness, Moroni appears to him. The angel Moroni appears to him and, and says, uh, the, one of the very first things he says to, to Joseph is, your sins are forgiven. Similar to what Jesus said to him in the grove of trees, your sins are forgiven. Uh, and then Moroni starts these interviews with Joseph Smith, where he teaches him and, and talks with him, tells him about the Book of Mormon. The very first person in this dispensation that had the everlasting gospel preached to, to him was Joseph Smith. And he had the and he had the gospel of repentance preached to him. Uh as big as the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ was, and as big as the role that Joseph Smith played was, I think it's important to know that the angel's message was, Joseph, you're forgiven. I think one of the well, one of his messages was that, though he had a lot of other messages. Joseph had a lot of training to do. But when we when we read the book of Revelation and we hear about this angel flying with the everlasting gospel, probably the most uh one of the most joyful aspects of the everlasting gospel is the ability that we have to repent, the knowledge of, of repentance, the knowledge of the atonement of Jesus Christ. That's the everlasting gospel. That's the message. And without the prophet Joseph Smith restoring the gospel of Jesus Christ, we wouldn't know what we know about the atoning sacrifice of our Savior. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know how to apply his atoning blood in our life. And so there's the everlasting gospel. There's Moroni in the book of Revelation. Uh, this is awesome. As for as much stuff as is hard to understand in that book, there are two verses there in Revelation 14 that we can understand and be so grateful for. All right, students, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. We'll, we'll get Brother Wing back next time. But until next time, I love your guts. Stay righteous. <laughs>